Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates, advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. Manx Radio's Update with Andy Wint. Pastor Mike, good evening, it's half past five. This is update for Friday, 3rd of March, 2023 from Manx Radio. 30 minutes to look at the latest news on the Isle of Man, a background to that news and sport and business and sea watch and travel updates and the newsmakers in person tonight. A government U-turn over Solby Claddock camping overnight. TT Death's misadventure verdict. Lloyd's Pharmacies at risk of closure. Where have all the driving instructors gone? And the Ravens hope for three wins from four. And Benham for all your business and legal needs. First of all, at 29 minutes ahead of six o'clock, the update news headlines. Fast I, Simon Richardson. Fast I, a motorist was taken to hospital this afternoon after crashing their car near Crosby. Firefighters helped extract the casualty using hydraulic cutting equipment. Their injuries are not thought to be life-threatening. Government has announced that overnight stays will be permitted at Salby Claddock campsite during the TT races. It comes after an earlier announcement last week that camping on the site would be put to an end, with government saying the site had become uns sustainable in its current form due to rising maintenance costs and that it was being run at a loss. The coroner of inquest has recorded a verdict of misadventure following the deaths of two TT racers who died in a sidecar race last year. Father and son duo Roger and Bradley Stockton from Cheshire were killed when their machine crashed near Agos Leap on the 10th of June. Both men suffered multiple injuries and died at the scene on Quarterbridge Road. International headlines, Boris Johnson's insisting he believed implicitly he was following Covid rules during lockdown gatherings at Downing Street. It's after a report from a committee of MPs found it would have been obvious to him that illegal parties were taking place. A mum and her partner have been remanded in custody, charged with the manslaughter of a baby found on an allotment in Brighton. Constance Martin's child was referred to as Victoria during the brief hearing at Crawley Magistrates Court. And it's understood UK householders are going to be spared a rise in energy bills next month. The government there was planning to cut the amount of support from April, but that's expected to be delayed for three months. Those are the headlines. More news at six. Man Benham. Contact us by phone, video call, email or face-to-face. We're happy to connect with you. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Thank you, Simon, from the Ronaldsway Met Office. There's no wind warning in operation for the North Irish Sea. State of Sea is smooth or slight. The Bemmer Creek just in the outer part of Douglas Bay at the moment. For this evening, dry, partially cloudy, a light wind coming in from the northeast. Overnight minimum is 4 Celsius. Chasan, dry and cloudy start to Saturday with a light northerly breeze. Sunny intervals after lunch and a daylight maximum of 8 degrees. Down to 5 through the night into Jaduni. Uh, Sunday morning, sunny intervals and passing showers on a light northerly breeze. Afternoon top temperature of 8 degrees. Sunsets at a minute before six this evening. High water, 18 minutes to 10. Low waters at nine minutes before 4 a.m. Sunrise at a minute past seven tomorrow morning. In the morning, high tides at nine minutes to 10. And the mountain road is clear tonight. Visit the Banks Glass and Glazing website and see a range of products from windows to doors, mirrors to splashbacks. Manxglass.com. 
The Manx government's done a U-turn over Solby Claddock. Overnight camping say it will keep it open during TT. It follows a meeting on Wednesday which saw the public turn out in force to air their concerns. The story from Tessa Hawley. Today, government has confirmed that following that meeting and consultation with MHKs, overnight stays at the northern site will be permitted between the 22nd of May and the 18th of June. It claims the interim solution will help address concerns of residents, business owners and support local retailers and hospitality businesses. Further work will also be done to look at a financially viable solution for the whole summer season. Environment, Food and Agriculture Minister Claire Barber spoke to Manx Radio after the meeting on Wednesday. A number of the points I made were around um, anti-competitive um, practice from government, which is, as much as I know there were campsites re- represented here who weren't concerned about that, the reality is the law is quite specific about anti-competitive practices where public services are subsidised through revenue budgets in competition with private sector businesses. Um, and as much as private sector businesses might not be worried about that, the reality is there is a situation within the law. Um, equally, some of the issues we've had around health and safety at work um, and liability in terms terms of DEFA in the role of uh, landowner of essentially common land. Um, all of those things do need to be considered, um, but there are absolutely some great links and some great ideas that have come up at the meeting. And myself, Chief Minister, um, uh, and Tim Johnston as DFE Minister have committed to go away and work work up some solutions. The coroner of inquest has recorded a verdict of misadventure following the deaths of two TT racers who died in a sidecar race last year. Father and son duo Roger and Bradley Stockton from Cheshire were killed when their machine crashed near Agos Leap on the 10th of June. You'll find uh, this report has some distressing details. Tessa Hawley again. Both men suffered multiple injuries and died at the scene on Quarterbridge Road following the incident in the second lap of the second sidecar race. At Douglas Courthouse today, Jane Hughes concluded the inquest into the deaths of 56-year-old Roger and 21-year-old Bradley. She told the court that evidence provided by witnesses confirmed that sidecar car number 34 had suffered from distortion to its fairing when hit by the wind, something which changed its shape. This, she said, could have caused the bodywork to make contact with the front wheel or handlebars, adding the question mark remains over the cause of the collision. Yesterday, the court heard from the TT's technical director and vehicle examiner, who said the distortion would have been hard to see at lower speeds and to the naked eye. Evidence was also provided from spectators who'd watched the crash happen from their viewpoints on the TT mountain course. One described seeing the sidecar outfit revolving in the wrong direction. Another described an almighty explosion and debris being thrown into the air, which injured a number of spectators. Referring to that evidence, Coroner Hughes said it was extremely fortunate that no spectators or marshals were seriously injured or killed as a result. Ruling out issues with the road surface at Agos Leap, she said there was no obvious reason why the sidecar car had veered out of control. Formally closing the inquest, Coroner Hughes told the court there can be no doubt that road racing, particularly the TT, is a dangerous event. Addressing the Stockton's family and friends, she added, I do understand how greatly you'll be missing Roger and Bradley. Update 
Brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Pastor Mike, good evening. It's 22 minutes before six. It's been reported in the UK that the owner of Lloyd's Pharmacy has put all of its 1,300 branches at risk of closure. The business was sold to a private equity firm less than a year ago for a £477 million sterling. New owners Aurelius have already announced the closure of 237 of its pharmacies in Sainsbury's supermarkets. Lloyd's has 10 outlets on the Isle of Man, making up about half of the community pharmacies here. The company's been experiencing staffing issues in recent months, leading to problems for many people getting NHS prescriptions. Simon Richardson reports. Lloyd's Pharmacy has 17,000 employees throughout the UK and has reportedly suffered losses for many years. It closed 76 pharmacies in 2022. A Lloyd's spokesperson told The Sun that the company regularly reviews its pharmacy estate to ensure its operating sustainability and any decision to sell stores is taken in the interests of patients colleagues and the business. Manx Care has been working with Lloyd's Pharmacy in recent months and due to the pharmacy's ongoing staffing issues has on occasion deployed staff into Ramsey branches to support the company. Of the potential sale or closure of Lloyd's Pharmacy, a Manx government spokesman told Manx Radio they were aware of the issues and were in discussion with Manx Care to have appropriate contingency plans in place. The pharmacy industry in the UK has lost an estimated one point £6 billion over the last decade, with pharmacy operators blaming the fact that NHS pharmacy contracts haven't kept pace with inflation. Businesses have faced massive rises in the cost of pharmaceuticals. Chemist chains have also been required to step in and help the struggling NHS by offering more services such as vaccinations. FC Isle of Man will be hoping to make it three wins from four games when they welcome Winsford United to the bowl in the NWCFL Premier Division tomorrow night. The Manx side lost to their opponents 3-0 away from home in November in what was the interim manager Paul Jones's first league game in charge. Paul Jones discussed what progress they've made. It's night and day really. When we first came in we were just looking to up the work rate a little bit and up the intensity to how we were doing things and then try and overlay a little bit more of a structure onto that. We were still figuring out what maybe the best formation might be. We were still figuring out maybe what the best starting eleven could be at that time and an awful lot has changed we look like a more connected football team we look like a proper team and that's really positive whereas I think in those early games we very much felt like 11 players trying really really hard for each other but not quite working together as well as they could do so that's really positive from my point of view ultimately we'll be judged on results and ultimately we're judged on points so as much as I can sit here and talk about progress being made and we deserved x y and z out of the games we've played you know the devil's in the detail we're masters of our own destiny really a little bit of Winsford away the, the pitch was an interesting experience I think I think a lot of teams have gone to Winsford this year and struggled a little bit we missed some really good opportunities in the first half switched off on some longer balls and, and they got ahead in the game and once they were ahead we, we found it difficult to turn momentum around so you know as we talk about in most games now it's staying in the game as long as we can making sure that we we don't give the game away and we're in the game for as long as we possibly can be. We've got some really good players in forward areas who, with a little bit of freedom that keeping clean sheets gives them, will go and create havoc in the opposition half. So so that's the real focus, is, is keep doing the basics really, really well. 
Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. The motorship Van McCree departed Heesham at 13 minutes past two. She's just uh, heading into the inner harbour at the moment. We'll be on the link span fairly shortly. Departing at 7.45, arriving in Heesham tonight at half past 11. The overnight departure, 2.15 from Heesham, back tomorrow morning around 6. And the morning departure, 8.45, Ben McCree for Heesham. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information. The former Health and Social Care Minister Rob Callister, MHK, is expected to apologise to Timball next month for his inappropriate conduct, which includes the way he spoke to civil servants. It follows an independent investigation which found Mr Callister engaged in repeated inappropriate comments which undermine the right to dignity at work of the civil servants hearing those comments. And he did, quote, not act in a manner consistent with the principle of honesty, unquote. Mr Callister refutes the findings. Dr Michelle Haywood is a member of the DA. I think the report was was a fair report. I think it it did deal um, with a lot of the issues that we'd raised. I think it was slightly complicated because as the whole initial referral was made to the committee, the processes weren't quite clear. And so that's delayed progress on it, perhaps a little bit more than we'd have hoped. And it's difficult when you're trying to deal with incidents that are in the past. So I was writing statements about it over the Christmas break, but you're trying to deal with things that are in sort of September, October time um, and, and trying to recall what happened then. I worry sometimes that affects the quality of people's recall. But there are some incidents that obviously stick in your mind quite clearly and and, you you can remember and and recount. There were meetings where there was at least two out of three of us present and the third was online. Um, And so actually all of our viewpoints kind of do align. Um, We were all interviewed separately by the investigating officer who took some time. We'd submitted timelines with some evidence and some we'd submitted written statements as well and then he had obviously read through through those quite thoroughly and asked very specific questions and kind of tested us out on actually you know where did things align and 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 were there any gaps or anything and he's obviously you know come to the conclusion that what we were saying was accurate and truthful most of those relationships are fine I mean to be fair you know all three of us have been working in the department uh, since just after Minister Hooper had been appointed and those relationships were were fairly well established and they, they are still now they continue we've all stayed in the department and we are still working alongside our civil servant colleagues to, to support the work that the department's doing perhaps it's difficult if you come in as a minister mid-term because if you've just had a general election and then we elect a chief minister and then he appoints his ministers there's a whole new brigade arrived on the block and, and maybe there's more of an induction process run at that point but I wouldn't know because I wasn't appointed as a minister Manx Radio Business Briefing at 16 minutes before for six, Vistry is reportedly told hundreds of employees in the UK they may lose their jobs as the house builder, formerly known as Bovis Homes, cuts cost in the midst of a housing slump. It's understood that Vistry has begun redundancy consultations with affected employees in the roughly 5,000-strong workforce. News of the potential job cuts comes after both Persimmon and Taylor Wimpy warned earlier this week of falling sales this year. The Stock Market Report. Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European stock markets closed higher. US stocks rose at the open. Oil edged higher and gold prices climbed to their highest in nearly two weeks. The numbers now from Ramsey Crookall at the close in London. The FTSE 100 up four hundredths of a percent at 7,947. The DAX in Frankfurt up almost one and seven tenths percent at 15,584. A short time ago in New York City, the Dow Jones Industrial was up just over half a percent. 
33,182. The Nasdaq Tech Stocks Index in New York up just over 1% at 11,586. And the S&P 500 in Chicago up nine-tenths of a percent at 4,016. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading at one US dollar, 19.8 cents, one euro, 12.9 cents, and 21 South African rand, 78.5 cents. In commodities, gold's up six-tenths of a percent at $1,846 per troy ounce, and a barrel of Brent crude up one and three-tenths percent at $85.43. The world was a very different place when Ramsey Crookles set up business back in 1946. But his passion for providing outstanding service and looking after every client as if they were one of the family has endured for over 76 years. So if you're looking for the continuity of a personal, bespoke investment strategy, perhaps it's time to look at our discretionary services. Trustworthy, dependable and tailored. Ramsey Crookel, the island's investment specialist. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookel.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. Isle of Man Water Sports. Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Here's the latest for this weekend. If you're sailing, kayaking, windsurfing, paddleboarding, sea swimming, diving or surfing, the sea temperature is 8 degrees Celsius. And for tomorrow, Saturday the 4th, the wind east or northeasterly, force 2 or 3, occasionally 4, wave height 0 to 0.5 metres, wave period 4 to 6 seconds, high tide is 9.51 a.m. For Sunday the 5th, the wind is northerly, force 2 or 3, backing northwesterly for a time, wave height 0.5 to 1 metres, wave period 3 to 4 seconds, and the morning high water 28 minutes past 10. Manx Glass and Glazing can produce bespoke splashbacks for your kitchen in any colours. Speak to the team on 674 573. This is the most listened to Isle of Man news source. And Manx Radio's update is the Isle of Man's most downloaded news podcast. People wanting to learn to drive are finding it increasingly difficult to secure driver training as Manx instructors struggle to meet demand for their services. Manx Radio understands some instructors have no availability until well into 2024. Chris Stewart is the Isle of Man's longest serving instructor. I think the issues are since um, COVID kicked in around about 2020 and when we went back after COVID, we lost at least five instructors. I think there was two retired three i think went due to ill health of some sort or another then what happened was that a lot of instructors including myself did not want to go full time we sort of like valued life a little bit more after spending a lot of time with our families so what we found was that i had thursdays off and um, a lot of instructors decided to finish, say, early on a Friday or not even work on a Saturday. So that reduced a lot of the hour time that instructors were taking pupils out. It's a lot because when we were going normally along in 2019, until this pandemic happened, everything was going along very nicely indeed. But when the five disappeared, when we all came back to work normally, I say normally, a lot of us were just part-time then. We we cut our hours down a lot. So that's obviously reduced the number of pupils that were being taken on, which caused the problem as well. I know that uh, there is a few driving instructors that are training instructors up, and it will take at least one year to, to train an instructor up, but providing they pass all the exams, of course, so it could even roll on to two years. 
so I'm not sure how many new instructors have come on lately. Since I've retired, I've obviously still been on the register until 2024, and I continually get emails and telephone calls coming through to me, and they are desperate to find an instructor. I even had somebody ring me up to put them on the waiting list for next July for their 16-year-old son so he could get booked in for driving lessons in 2024. Manx Radio Sport. Fast am I, Rob Pritchard. Fast am I. Good evening. Starting with football tonight, and Peel will be aiming to hold on to or extend their 11-point lead at the top of the Canada Life Men's Premier League in the latest round of local fixtures on Saturday. They'll travel to Glen Country Road to face the St George's side, who have five wins from their last six. Meanwhile, in Division 2, leaders St Mary's don't have a game this weekend, which means Michael United have a chance to cut their lead at the top to four points when they make the journey to Colby. All fixtures across the Premier League, Division 2 and Combination Leagues will kick off at 2.30pm. There's also one cup fixture as Premier League Corinthians welcome Div 2 outfit Braddon to Bala Fletcher for their ECAP FA Cup first round tie at 2pm. Turning to rugby and tomorrow Douglas will be bullish about their chances of improving their safety net in Regional 2 Northwest when they host Winnington Park at Portashee. Manx Radio's rugby correspondent Dave Christian thinks the Manx outfit are in a good place to get a result. Douglas's form has been pretty good since Christmas at least. They've won where they thought they were going to win. I suspect we're going to see a Douglas win but uh, don't put too much on that. Uh, Winnington Park will be conscious of their relative position. They're just above Douglas in the table. Elsewhere, Vagabonds men's face a daunting task at Bala Fletcher against County's three ADM legs Cheshire League leaders Hoylake, whilst Vagabonds ladies welcome Halifax in the women's NC1 Northwest at the same venue. One game two in the Ravenscroft Manx Trophy on Saturday at Morag Park between Ramsey and a combined Western Vikings and Eastern Barbarian side. And after a two-week break, the Manx Senior and Under-15s Hockey Leagues return to action tomorrow. Several prominent ties will feature on Saturday, with one of those in the Ladies Premier League, where defending champions Vikings A take on current league leaders Castletown A. Manx Radio's hockey correspondent Ben Cunningham has given his verdict on that big clash at the top of the table. Last time, Castletown A did beat Vikings A 4-0, so it'll be interesting to see if Castletown can do it again. Castletown top of the league at the minute, one point ahead of Vikings A, so this game has a lot riding on it. I think Castletown might do it again. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Inbound at Ronald's Way, the half past seven easy jet from Gatwick's on time, the five to eight returning patient transfer plane from Liverpool on time, and the five past eight inbound Logan Air from London City is uh, on time departing. The 5.45 easy jet to Belfast International got away okay. Next is the six o'clock Logan Air to Liverpool and the easy jet back to London Gatwick at uh, eight o'clock. Castle Street, one way northbound in Castle down. Temporary closures on East Quay and the Prom in Peel and also 24-hour lights between Peel and St John's for work on the pavements. Cannells Lanes closed between Parliament Street and Water Street in Ramsey. Uh, look out for temporary lights on Marketplace for that new pedestrian crossing. Temporary lights on the Jerby Road at Sandygate for water main installation and the Coast Roads closed between Jerby and the Len for resurfacing. The Ballaminic Roads phase closures for water main replacement and water main replacement too at Regaby on the Regaby West Road, some temporary closures there. The junction of Paul Rose Road and Alder Roads, there by the Methodist Church, is closed for work on a new pedestrian crossing. Victoria Road's closed in Douglas between Broadway and Marathon Road for resurfacing. Narrow lanes on a temporary crossing in Victoria Street. Temporary lights on Annika Lane near the Heron for that new crossing. You've got temporary lights on the main road near Griever Castle for resurfacing. And temporary lights on the main road Ballabeg near Arbury Parish Hall for that new Zebra crossing. H&H Motorcycles.info 
for all your motorcycle requirements. South Gear Industrial Estate, opposite Keyside Tyres. Call 665646. Two brass bands from the Isle of Man are celebrating after qualifying for the finals of a National Brass Band Championship of Great Britain. Ramsey Town Band took third place in the fourth section and the Manx Concert Brass came third in the first section of the Northwest Regional Brass Band Championship. And musical director of Ramsey is Robert Quain. We've spent uh, four or five months rehearsing a test piece for the Northwest Area Championships in Blackpool and brass banding, obviously, uh, where we compete in the fourth section. It's uh, a long process to to rehearse up the test piece with lots and lots of hard work and this year uh, we got a third place which gave us a place in the national finals so that was a, a fantastic result for the band after many many years uh, well all bands that take part you um you have a uh, many years where you don't get a result it's the top six bands that are announced and you're forever hoping that it's that you'll be one of those top six and and most of the time that doesn't happen because there's lots and lots of bands taking part but so when it does happen it's a very special reward and uh, i could probably describe that the band went bonkers is probably the the best description the national finals uh, take part in cheltenham uh, the weekend of the 16th of september and there's lots of hard work already underway uh, by the band's management team to make sure we get some accommodation which isn't isn't as easy as it sounds in that part of the world and um to get transport and fundraising organized of course because it's quite expensive and then the piece that we have to play is released at the end of april and then again we we will just start working on that bit by bit and ramping up the rehearsals and um, to get a, a good result and a place and and a place in the finals means the band is enthused excited and um and it's an opportunity that doesn't come the way of a band very often the last time we um got to the national finals i think was 2011 so that's 12 years ago now so it's kind of a special event when it happens and yeah the band is very much looking forward to it dr allenson unveiled his budget last week and the treasury minister says the island's still feeling the financial effects of covid so are we over it financially no i think there's there's still some costs there that need to be mopped up there's still that that time lag, though, those two years where the world seems to stop, um, and so some of the policies and and changes we want to wanted to bring in were put on hold, and there is that that chance to get back on on, on track now. But of course, the, just as we were coming out of of COVID, we then had the the war in Ukraine. Now prices were going up before that happened in terms of energy, because if you remember, there were lots of um, supply issues coming particularly from, from the Far East. Um, so prices were going up, gas prices were going up. That then got really accelerated um, in, in February last year with the Russian invasion um, of, of, of Ukraine. That brought in a huge amount of volatility and uncertainty into the market. And then later on last year, of course, we had um, some um, interesting decisions by the UK Treasury, which had a direct effect on interest rates as well. And so we've seen a huge amount of volatility in, in terms of um, the worldwide economy, which has had knock-on effects to us. And so Treasury has had to, to take stock of that because wages going up, energy prices going up, affect government expenditure in exactly the same way as it affects household expenditure. That's it for update tonight, compiled from the resources of Manx Radio's news department. Thanks to newsreader Simon Richardson, producer Rianne Evans. I'm Andy Wint, back on Monday at 5.30. Have a good weekend. W. I. N. T.